Welcome horse lovers, you're listening to the Heart Horse Podcast. Coming to you from the Heart Horse headquarters in Los Angeles, California with your hosts Charlotte and Tista. On today's episode, we are talking about the good thing about feeling bad. Charlotte. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling good, but we could change that. <laughs> could change that. I'm feeling kind of silly because we just tried recording the uh, intro like three times and I kept messing it up, which is unusual for me, but it was funny. Yeah, I know. And every time you did it, even though I got my part right, I felt like I was about to <laughs> get it wrong, do it wrong again. So we made it. Well, today we thought we would talk about Native emotions, feeling all the bad feels, and why that's actually a good thing to feel those feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really embracing the full spectrum of emotions instead of just the quote-unquote brighter half. Yeah. So when is a time recently that you felt a bad emotion when you've been with Salem, your horse? Ooh, a bad emotion with Salem recently... Um, well, just the other day we were walking around the neighborhood. We were just doing one of our like shorter strolls and it felt like every direction we went in, she said no. (laughs) She, and the way she says no is just by becoming a statue and standing still. And she's not particularly stressed. She's just like, no, that's not the direction I want to go, which is understandable, but it's really becomes a little frustrating when it's every direction. Yeah, <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it really hard. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's often for her, it seems like a, a thing where there's some sort of food source present that she's identifying as hers. And it's not. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the catch there is that in the neighborhood, it's this beautiful, quiet streets, but also these beautiful suburban sprawling lawns that are beautifully manicured and... As much as I would like to let her graze everywhere she likes, the neighbors do not appreciate when we're tearing up their lawn. <laughs> they don't. Although, come on, in Southern California, lawns are like water users. You should not have them Exactly. In the that's place, what you get for having a lawn. Is... That's what you get. Um, yeah, but I mean, gosh, the poor horses, I can just imagine it feeling like, I don't know, if I was walking down the street and all all the yes. sidewalk was lined with like chocolate bars and oh my gosh I would be red wine I would go nowhere <laughs> yeah. if there was just all the good things around really me hard. and you're like come with me though I just want to walk <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard so yeah it is it's tough when they say no um it's really frustrating and for you know we try to work with them we try to listen to our horses just as much as we ask them to listen to us and, totally. But when those days come up that are just extra, extra no days. Yes, like a, a few no's or whatever, but like this day I'm thinking of, it was like, you know, I always want to give her choice and I'm like, okay, if you don't want to go that way, let's totally go another way. Yeah. But when you're like, it's like being with the person that's trying, you're trying to decide what to order for food and they say no to every suggestion you have, <laughs> yes. but they don't suggest anything else in return. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst. When you, so when you're with Salem and feeling that, like, what is it, how does that feel for you? Or how does that like emotion come up and process in you? Mm, Well, I, that's a really interesting question because it's different than it used to be because I worked on it a lot. 
So <laughs> for me, when I feel frustrated, um, I feel like I can feel my body get tighter and mm. I start to become actually really aware of everything around me. I become way more aware of if there are other people walking down the street and then I'm like, mm. are they looking at me? Are they wondering why my horse and I are just standing here? Mm -hmm. And then I'll become really easily more frustrated or more stressed. If there's someone, you know, let's say she chose to stop on a street, which is where we are. And there's a car that doesn't know to go around and is just waiting there and idling and yeah. that's stressing her out and it's stressing me out. And yeah, so I become like hyper aware of almost um, the impression that the situation is making on other people. Yeah, totally. I think that's super normal, especially for people with horses, because, I mean, we all know it, the horse world's pretty judgy. Mm -hmm. And then if you're even not, like, around other equestrians, per se, just horses are big animals. They're just very, like, there, you know? So yes. people are looking and they're commenting. And I think we all feel that when we're in a situation with our horse where we feel a little out of our... Like things are getting a little out of hand or they're not going the way that we were hoping they were going to go. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to just stay present and stay with your horse and not be concerned about what other people are thinking. Or Yeah, and I think for me that's really where I am able to, um, you know, diving into what we want to talk about, turn it into a good thing, is um, realizing that it's not about me. Like the part that actually has to do with me and that Salem and I is pretty measured and accepting and relaxed and easy to move forward and find a solution. And it's the part of me that is worried about um, how I'm being perceived by others. Mm. That's the difficult part. Yeah. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's really hard. So that actually brings up something that I was thinking about with negative emotions and why I wanted to talk about this a little bit is that there's a big difference between feeling it and the experience of feeling it and then the perception of that feeling and mm -hmm. not just of your, there's your perception in the moment, your perception after the moment's over and after the feeling's kind of already dissipated and then everyone else's perception of that too. So there's a lot of like little eyes on this feeling that's actually just in your body and that you're just having an experience of and, um, I think something that's been really helpful for me and something I try to think about is that it, I can identify a feeling or an emotion that I'm having as like quote unquote negative, right? It's one that I don't really want to like foster in myself. It's not one I particularly enjoy feeling. Um, things like anger, um, it, that's a big trigger for me, anger. And I can see that emotion, but then I cannot judge it and perceive it as bad, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a big difference between you feel this way and that's bad or you're bad and just you feel this way and then that's it, right? You just, you felt that way. Right. Like that, and then it yes. there. I think that's a huge, huge point that takes sometimes a lifetime to get to is just, is that you feel bad doesn't mean you are bad. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's a really tricky area. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're taught that, Good people don't do certain things, right? And I think that's especially true for, you know, women 
Um, but I feel like everyone really gets taught this, like that saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, which is actually like such a damaging thing to tell a child. <laughs> like yes. if you can't, like you can't express yourself unless you can be totally acceptable by whatever standard is nice. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty awful. Oh yeah. And like also just being told like, <sighs> go to your room until you can get yourself together, compose yeah. yourself, go be by yourself until you're ready to be with others again. Yeah, there's all these um, messages we're receiving that your emotions, unless they're acceptable, so unless they're perceived as good Mm -hmm. or acceptable by others, then you can't have them. Totally. And, I mean, going back to the horses, that's something that you and I think about and try to honor in our horses a lot as well is... um, that they're allowed to have their range of emotion. We don't, we're not just only accepting of our horses when they have their ears up and are relaxed and following our plan. Yeah. And that's a lesson we've been learning a lot since we've been spending time every single day with our, our horses, our girls, and just really getting to experience more variety mm-hmm. from them, what they're expressing. And especially because in the situation we were in before or that I've been in for a few, was in for a few years, I could usually, like, if to, I, if the day wasn't a good day, like, if I could tell Gina was, like, you know, it was a no day or she was having her own thing going on and, like, or we weren't vibing or I just wasn't bringing my best or whatever was happening that, quote, negative emotions were coming up, <laughs> I could just leave. You know, I didn't have to stay. Right. But for us, we don't really have that choice because some of the time it's we're already out. Like, we're already out miles away from the yes. house and we have to walk them back. Yes. Or we do have to take them out because they need that movement. So even if from the get-go, if we can tell today's not a great day, like, we go to brush Salem's mane and she grinds her teeth and is like, uh-uh. And we're like, oh, that's the day we're having today. It, she still has to come out with you. Right. So trying to, instead of, which is good to do, you know, I think it's good to do if you are having a moment like that with your horse and you can remove yourself from a situation where like, I'm going to take a break or today's just not my day. I'm going to come back another time. If you can do that, that's great. But sometimes when you don't have that option, then you you do have to confront the kinds of emotions that are going on. Definitely. And the behavior that's happening. And um, so it's been, I think it's been really good for us to be kind of forced into that and have to reckon with it. Yes. I think we've both, like, a great example of how we were able to um, really work with that was when we went on a hike the other day. And we were going Mm -hmm. on, we had planned earlier in the week, we'd had a great hike the other day we were like we're gonna go to this other place that we've been dying to go like thinking about since we moved the girls Mm -hmm. and it's this really beautiful like magical lush garden at the top of a really uh steep hike in Griffith Park and we really did make it most of the way (laughs) (laughs) we made it pretty darn far we got really really (laughs) close and it was great and like you know, in another scenario, we we got pretty close. And then the girls, when we got on, like, the final road that led up to this beautiful garden, both of the girls said no. Mm-hmm. I think Salem more so. But, you know, there was – we're not going to pull them up the hill. No. Or it would, any, if, yeah, and when I said in the moment, I was like, even if we get there, it's not going to feel triumphant, so we might as well turn yes, back. that yeah. was exactly it. Like, <laughs> what would even be the point in doing it just to say you did it? Right. And so it was really easy and really 
quick for us both to acknowledge that it was a no and let's just go back. And, you know, we came back and I think both of us felt like we had had an awesome hike. It was a great, beautiful day. The horses were amazing. They had so much fun. They got awesome exercise and went into new environments and were brave and it felt really good. And we weren't going home just focusing on like, that we didn't make it to right. the garden. Yeah, we didn't get where we were. <laughs> you know, planning. I didn't even think about that right. really when I got home. But it took a lot of work to get to the point where we could beat those people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and not see it. Yeah, it comes to the perception and that, like, the expectation in that, right? Because I feel like a right. lot of negative emotion can often come from ex- expectation. Yeah. And that not being met suddenly. Definitely, and we could have seen... You know, just like anger is seen as negative, no is inherently negative. Uh Yes is the positive. So if my horse is saying no, it must be negative. It must be, therefore, a bad thing. Uh And I just, it's been so illuminating to be able to play with that a little bit more and see what can be gleaned from that, what we can learn from that. And I know we've said this before, but we both try really hard to see everything as data. Yeah. Data. (laughs) Data. We always say it different, but yeah, just saying like, okay, you know, on Salem's end, maybe Salem's saying no, or let's say I'm having a bad day. I'm upset about something else. And Instead of just saying, okay, I need to change my emotion, I think a lot of people listening now are, you know, you guys know about those old sayings of like, you know, check your emotions at the gate or Mm -hmm. whatever when you go and be with horses. And a lot of the solution that's given is no, don't worry about it. You're allowed to have all your emotions. Just don't go to the barn that day. And then, you know... I think there's another layer to that, which is that, no, it's still okay. Mm -hmm. But, of course, within reason, you can't, you know, within what's appropriate for your horse. But it's not inappropriate to have those emotions in that setting. Yeah. And there's a difference between allowing yourself to feel an emotion, like feel it to its completion, and then acting on or through that emotion. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. Um, which is totally valid because a lot of us in the horse world are brought up into, um, getting angry very quickly with horses and acting violently towards them through that. And that's just, it's so, it's so minimized that it's, unless you really think about it and really like see differently, then it's easy to miss. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. so for me now it's like, yeah, if, you know, that's something I've struggled with a lot actually is just recognizing when I feel angry at my horse and not feeling wrong for feeling that, like not feeling like even just having that emotion makes me really bad. Like I'm not a good horse owner or trainer or whatever it is. Um, so for me, I've at least gotten to the point where I'm like, it's okay if I don't like my horse today. (laughs) Like it's Uh okay if I get annoyed at her or if I'm mad at her or whatever it is. What's not necessarily okay, which was not okay, is if I act through that feeling. Right. Or if you treat her differently that day because you feel that way. Because of that. Right. Totally. And um, 
this reminds me of something we saw um, Mustang Maddie writing about the other day and about, you know, our horses, one of the beautiful things that, you know, for what feels like ages and ages, people are always talking about how horses are our teachers and mm -hmm. are these mirrors and, um, you know, there's a lot of sides to that. But one of the ways it is amazing is when you are having these negative emotions, being able to step back and think about where that's coming from within yourself. And what Maddie was talking about was a specific scenario where a horse um, was physically coming into her and she was in a scenario where she felt physically trapped and it made her incredibly upset and angry and she was able to feel that emotion and realize where in her that came from and that was from it and it actually made her really angry because of a previous experience she had had with people mm -hmm. and that is something that's really incredible and can be so healing and so positive and instead of just saying you need to swallow that turn it around be the professional right we're allowed to say I'm angry and maybe I need to walk away around the corner maybe I need to go sit down mm -hmm. um, and get myself out of the situation for a minute and then let yourself sort of dive into that feeling and see where it's coming from within you. Can you trace it to a source? Does it really have to do with the thing that's happening right now? Or is it tapping into something else altogether? Or, or is it your horse or whatever scenario is reminding you about something that you don't accept about yourself? Right. So, and then, you know, you don't have to leave for the whole day. Like how cool is it when we can have that experience and have that whole follow through and then walk back to the horse. Mm -hmm. And just like our horses are so amazing at moving through an emotion and being able to be to resiliently rejoin a herd and you know, they don't storm off for a whole day no. and show up the <laughs> next day. So there's so much to be learned in being able to like be flexible in that space. Absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes even having to know about being able to physically leave. Like, that happened to me one day when we had the girls out. And, you know, I can't remember exactly what preceded it, but Gino was sort of, like, getting a little trigger stack. So she was having, like, different little things mm -hmm. amp her up a bit and um, increase her fear levels a little bit. And we were walking across this very this narrow bridge um, that's called the Swinging Bridge, but it's more like a bouncing bridge. <laughs> anyway, it moves a little bit, and it's quite long, and it's narrow. And we were getting towards the end of it and Juno started to, I don't know how to describe it, sort of just sort of like, not act up. I don't like saying that because it's like not really descriptive of anything, but like just kind of like act up. Like she was kind of like lifting up and she was trying to charge ahead and she started even rearing a little bit, which is not pretty abnormal behavior for her. Um, as we're on this bridge and... I got really in, like enraged for a second. That similar feeling of just being like so angry because I mean, I think because really, because I was afraid because mm -hmm. I felt fear in that moment because I felt like I was about to get crushed like by her and, and it felt like a really dangerous situation. And of course, like I was able to, or I, not of course, but I was able to just um, kind of ground myself and then like get through it, get her off the bridge. 
But then for like a good five minutes walking home, I was just so mad. I was just feeling so angry about it. And then I had to, but I'm still walking this horse. So she's still right next to me. Right. And so I had to figure out how to just acknowledge that, like that feeling and then be like, I'm going to need, I'm okay. Like, it's okay to feel that I'm okay right now. Keep walking with her and be like, can I, but can I like let it go a little bit and then also just like be, be good with her again. And I think by the time I got home, I was good with her again. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard in the moment. And we experience that in so many different areas of our life. And it's so much even more complicated with human beings. Totally. I think one of the things that I noticed about that story too, is that, um, one of the solutions we're told so often, almost annoyingly so, is an answer to so much, is physical movement and exercise in that you were able to, you were kind of able to and forced to, in a way, yeah. keep moving, right. keep walking. Yeah. And our bodies do process emotion, just like our horses do, through movement. And yeah. so that's a really interesting scenario that you were put in to deal with that. Um yeah, I think that just like another thing that came up for me listening to that was that your anger was really traced to fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am not a psychologist by any <laughs> means, but something that I have what? found. Yeah, what? You guys <laughs> I didn't know. For. Just kidding. <laughs> Dr. Charlie in the house. <laughs> um, is something I have found to be true in, within myself is that anger comes from fear yeah it feels like for me 100% of the time that I'm angry I can trace it back to something I'm afraid of and it makes perfect sense from a um from a biological standpoint Absolutely. that when we're yeah and it's just similar for our horses sometimes horses act more aggressively when they're in pain they're afraid that they won't be able to you know escape the predator on in a very primal sense you mm -hmm. know and so um, from a similar space when we feel vulnerable or we feel that a sore spot has been poked at, we're really afraid or sad and we get really angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, such a huge expect expectation put on our horses, um, to keep us safe mm -hmm. and they do a really damn good job of it. <laughs> you know, they a lot of the time, a despite job horrible circumstances a yeah. lot of time, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing how much horses give and don't kill us. But um, yeah. so that's helpful, too, is, you know, I think a lot of time when people do get angry at horses, it's that because the fear of being hurt um, and it really comes down to it and like losing control. So something else that's helpful in that moment and what I think helped me, too, is also reminding myself that like Juno didn't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't it's not like she was trying to make me afraid or, you know, she she has body awareness of me. Like horses do have body awareness of us and try not to hurt us, mm -hmm. I think. But some, but then they are also their own beings and they yeah. do things and it's not like she's thinking, she doesn't know and that to me it's quote misbehaving or, or to anyone else. Horses don't know that they're misbehaving, right. you know? And she's, they're just behaving. <laughs> right. And she knows like where you are in space, but she doesn't perhaps know the extent of your strength and that if she knocked into you right that you would perhaps fall to the ground yeah she might just think oh same as by you know ping pong into salem not yeah. a big deal um yeah we do really really expect to be kept safe mm -hmm. and 
I like, you know, and something we aim to do for our horses is to make them feel safe. So right. there can be a little bit of that, even in a, a little cranny within us is I keep you safe. So therefore you should keep me safe. Right. That is absolutely, I think there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, um, yeah, it's having a relationship with any being those emotions are going to come up and there's going to be those little moments of conflict where yeah there's just whatever is happening in the situation plus our actual perception of it Mm -hmm. um, is so different and something that I think makes a lot of us myself very much included avoid going following the feeling and then feeling open about it and really being able to acknowledge it as something good is the shame that mm-hmm. comes not only from having the feeling in the first place, but let's say I do come to the conclusion that the reason I got angry was because I do so much for my horse and I just want to be able to walk down the street together and not mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to get hurt. Then there's shame in that, In in depending on your horsemanship. Like where I'm at, I would then feel ashamed that I don't, you know, I'd be like, well, I know the science enough. I've read enough books. Like, I know that I shouldn't feel that way. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of people will write it off. If they're having that kind of situation with their horse, right, they'll be like, she's just being a bitch. Exactly. Or she's being obstinate. Or um, she's being a brat. She's getting away with things, right? Mm -hmm. They use all of these labels to describe the behavior that's happening because it makes that, because it expresses what they're feeling. Right. You know, and... I don't think that's okay in the sense that it then changes the way you act towards your horse, right? Mm-hmm. Like that description, which is an anthropomorphic description, she's being a bitch, mm-hmm. um, then informs how you treat them. Right. Right? And how you see them and how you acknowledge what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that said, I do think it's totally okay to feel that way. Sometimes that's how it feels. Sometimes we're there and it's just like, you're just being, you're being a bitch right now. Like, but that's not what they actually are doing. It just... It feels that way. Yes. And it's so, yeah. And I think I agree with you that it's like, as long as we can acknowledge that that's one-sided and that that's our experience, like your experience is valid. And, you know, you can trace that. What is, what does a bitch mean to me? Why do I feel like that's at me? Mm -hmm. And there's so much valuable information in there. Oh, totally. And it would be amazing if everybody who said, you know, I think this horse is lazy, traced that and said, what is lazy? Why is this lazy? Why right. does laziness bother me? Right. Is there lazy? Do I consider parts of myself lazy and I hate those parts of myself? Yeah. So there's yeah, so much. Yeah, it reveals much. something about your value system, right? Like what matters to you and why. And Yes. And then... That gets projected onto the horse in front of you, or the human in front of you, or the dog, whoever mm-hmm. that this situation is happening with. Seriously, yes. And so, in those moments where we are feeling angry or frustrated, and we're like, okay, Charlotte and Tista, I'm going to feel it. I'm not just going to, you know, swallow it or change the channel immediately. Um, What can you do? What can you do in those moments where you're like, okay, now I'm mad. Now what, guys? Thanks a lot. (laughs) Like, where's the good in this? (laughs) Yeah. So we have a a few ideas that we have tried that work for us. And, you know, everybody 
you're welcome to experiment to your heart's content, be your own little artist of emotion and alchemize as you will. <laughs> yeah. um, but for the two of us, we had some things that work really well. Do you want to share one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. This is obviously brought up for almost pretty anything, like anything, any advice that there's ever like, here's a list of five things. This is probably going to be on it no matter what it is. Literally it's breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's silly. It's cliche, but it's so dang true that you just have to breathe, like breathe yep. through it. Um, it really helps regulate your nervous system when you take a few deep breaths. It does. When you're in a stressful or mad or sad or bad, all uh-huh. the ads situations. I know. You take a couple of deep breaths and it can um, really help you just gain that perspective for a second. Could you imagine if instead of, you know, the old trope of like a parent being like, I'm going to count to 10. Like, could you imagine if instead of counting to 10, they said, let's take 10 breaths together. <laughs> Like, then what would come at the end of that 10 breaths? Probably not someone getting whatever they're getting at 10, which is the the whole threat, is the mystery punishment. (laughs) If instead it was like, okay, let's let's take these 10 breaths and then see where we're both at after that. So I think that's a really, really good one, even though, you know, we all get knocked over the head with that one, but it's, we get it because we can't get it for some reason we keep having to be reminded yeah yeah it's it's, yeah it's so it's so good and our horses really respond to it they really they really really respond to us like taking those deep breaths hugely hugely and um you know I already mentioned this but trying to distill where the emotion is coming from Mm -hmm. um see it as neutral and just say okay anger great incoming (laughs) and then like for what reason? You know, what flavor is this anger? Is it similar to an anger I've had in the past? Like, it's going to be so different for each of us what our life experiences have been. But I think a common experience that we've all had is a feeling of upset or discomfort in a present moment that has to do with something in the past. Mm-hmm. And it happens a whole lot yeah so taking a minute and a breath and thinking you know how much what percentage of this has to do with now in -hmm. this moment and what percentage of this doesn't is huge too yeah yeah and you can do that really at any time I mean if you're in the middle of a lesson and your instructor says something to you and it makes you really upset mm-hmm. and feel sad and then the rest of the lesson goes badly and you're just trying to get through it and you just like sometimes it's okay to just get through it and just do what you have to do and then yeah. you know wait until you get home or get into a space you feel safe in again and be like okay why did I feel that way try to distill it then mm-hmm. and um so it doesn't keep snowballing definitely yeah and something that goes along with that which I wrote down here things you can do is Oh, this is a big one for me. Detach it from a narrative or from the narrative that you're building. So (laughs) for me, often with the horses, like the narrative that comes up when a situation that has a negative connotation, a negative emotion to it is I, I build it into wow, I'm terrible at being a horse person. I'm never going to do X, Y, Z. I'm never going to be good with horse. Like da, 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 right? It's about my identity as a horse person. It gets all tied into that. And that's a really intense narrative to, like, turn every little bad emotion into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really self-defeating. So what I try to do now, 
Oh, we have a puppy in the room, so he's yeah. barking a little. Um, what I try to do now is just say that emotion stands alone, right? Distill it, as you said, detached from whatever narrative that I immediately start spiraling into and know that it's, and try to remind myself that it's, it's a single emotion. It's going to flow through me as many more will too. And it doesn't, it doesn't um, carry more meaning than any others. No, it, it doesn't define you. Yeah. I'm like going back to being like, it's, it's a bad emotion, but I am not bad. Right. Yeah. But it's not a bad emotion. It's a neutral emotion. They're all neutral. <laughs> it's emotion that's feeling bad, but I'm not bad. <laughs> yes. It doesn't feel great it's to have great. it. <laughs> um, okay. So another thing that really helps me, and which I also do, so when I do have those days, when I'm with Juno or whatever horse, and I have a really hard experience, I get mad or I get sad. <laughs> And it, I can't get out of it right away. Sometimes I get, I maybe I snowball into that narrative. When I get done with the situation and I leave the bar and I come home, I will just let myself be like, I will not think about horses for the rest of the day, which for me is pretty difficult because it's more or less constant. But I choose not to look at Instagram. I choose not to engage anyway. I don't read any horse books. I just fully dive into my non-horse life, things unhorse related. And usually... If that's where like the bad emotions happen, by the time I come back the next day, I'm like, it's to I, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just getting that space and taking a break from it all together really helps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for me, on the flip side of that, because <laughs> I I'll just dive even deeper. And I think a great thing to do is talk it out with someone. For me. Um, I am someone who has a hard time sharing with a lot of people. I can be very, um, very closed off. I'm a listener, not necessarily a sharer. And so sharing it can do so many things for you. But one of the huge points is that it normalizes being upset. Right. Being able to be seen by someone else and be upset in the moment and and know on your end it's okay and see that it is okay because this person isn't running away from you. They're not calling you crazy. They're not bored by you or burdened by you. Mm -hmm. And... You know, choose wisely who you're going to do this with. Right. We Facebook can't... is not the place. To yeah, go yeah, yeah. And let's not <laughs> make a mountain out of molehill here. And we can just, you know, pick someone you love and you trust who loves you back and has compassion for you. And personally, I also like to talk to someone who isn't afraid to play devil's advocate with me a little bit because um, that's what I'm really going into the conversation for is to expand my understanding of what's going on and um, not get stuck in my own perspective. So, and someone else could maybe say to you like, hmm, this reminds me of when you were really upset a year ago about this other thing. Mm -hmm. Sounds real similar. Mm -hmm. Did you think about that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you need that person. (laughs) You need some, sometimes it's nice to have someone else who can see the whole web. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, here's you. You're this little fly. Here's yeah. the spider. No, I was kidding. <laughs> You're the spider and the You're fly the of your own web that you've woven. <laughs> Deep. 
Oh gosh. Yeah, that's, that is a good one. I think that's especially true. You know, we were saying that, um, it's okay to feel, especially towards another being and especially our horses specifically in this conversation, it's okay to feel the negative emotion. It's okay to feel angry or hurt or enraged or sad, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not, but to not act on that, like, yeah. or through that, right? But sometimes it happens, you know, some, yeah. it, it happens in moments. It still happens to me on rare occasions, and I'm, like, always taken aback by my own behavior. I mean, you know, we're animals, too. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, sometimes we do things that we wish we hadn't or that we regret, and I think it's especially important to talk to people when that's occurred as well. Because if you're a sensitive person, which if you love horses, you are, <laughs> mm -hmm. we can become really, really um, stuck in shame about those kinds of moments. And sharing it with, again, someone who loves us and who understands us, um, it can help relieve the burden and remind us that, like, you know, again, like, feeling bad doesn't make us bad or even acting badly doesn't make us bad as people. No, not you at know? all. And, like... Um, it's so important for us to be able to feel through the entirety and not just cut the experience off because we're, um, it's, it's interesting because I said that anger often comes from fear, but then we can be afraid of our own anger too in yeah. the moment. So there's fear from two different ends yeah. <laughs> and you're burning at both ends and, um, and lacking trust in yourself. Yeah, there. And we recently listened to this awesome episode of Brene Brown's podcast where she was interviewing two authors of a book called Burnout. And they described feelings as a tunnel. And mm -hmm. I've never heard it that way before. And it makes so much sense that there's a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be completed, fully moved through. Or else it's truly, literally contained, still held in your body. Yeah. And our horses are great at moving through, expressing often. I mean, that's what we aim to create environments where our horses can freely express and emote and, mm -hmm. um, and move through it in the way that they're born to be. But, um, you know, we have all these societal things in place that make it really hard to move through. It makes through. it hard, and, yeah. You know, you can't fully it's not often you don't have like a pillow on hand to scream into all the time or <laughs> right. whatever, all the things that might help, um, that might help us physically move through that because you have to be easy on yourself and realize that like you're an animal too. And what is, what is aggression in an animal? Like that's that welling up of energy that needs to get expended. Right. And if you're just like, no, I need to just like sit in my chair and keep typing this email and my boss is looking at me or whatever, or you're not, there's a crazy, what's that, what's that energy becoming? Right. Where is it going? It's ulcer. getting stored somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's coming in ulcer. It's, it, that's what happens with our horses and yeah. all those things. Like it does, you know, there's science to back us up on this and yeah. you can, you can go down that path if, if it's not something familiar to you, but it's got to go somewhere and better somewhere that you place it. Right. Than letting it decide. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
Oh gosh. Uh, such so part of that is having compassion for yourself in those moments too, right? Yeah. So if you're going to allow it to go somewhere and like let yourself fully recognize it, you have to have a little bit of compassion for yourself for feeling it in the first place. Yeah. And then too, if you're in a situation where the feeling is about relating to another person or another being, like a horse, mm-hmm. um, having compassion for them. Yeah. As well. You know, Definitely. it's it's really uh, easy to just see things our our way mm-hmm. and we can we can do both. You know, you can feel you can feel angry, like, you know, I'll use a human example like at your partner, right? Mm-hmm. They do something that really pisses you off. And you can totally feel both. You can feel angry at them. Yeah. And also feel compassion and love for them at yes. the same time. Like it doesn't have to be either or like it's a what, great example. Like I, love yeah. is the drum that's always beating and sometimes there's a little angry solo <laughs> above that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, and then it helps dispel or helps, um, recognizing compassion in those moments, especially for yourself. It just takes away that, um, heaviness of the perception of it being a bad thing, right? Whatever's going on is bad. Yeah. And I know for you and I, and I'm sure most of you guys too, is that the compassion for ourselves is the hardest, hardest part. And it's really hard not to think like, well, I already know all these things, so why aren't my emotions catching up with my knowledge? Or you can surprise yourself by what you didn't think you had emotions about, and it can kind of horrify you sometimes that Mm -hmm. that makes you angry because you're more evolved than that. You've worked hard. You've done your shadow work. You do (laughs) your journaling. You're meditating. You're doing all these things. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard not to be incredulous and be like, listen, like, I mean, I have a hard time with that. I'm like, listen, I am a Reiki master. I'm an animal communicator. I meditate all the time. Like, I shouldn't get angry. (laughs) Who gets angry? And they put in all this work. And you do. You do. And and you always will. And I think that's one of the great truths is, like, there is no no peak that we live in that involves only one note being played. We're never going to be just happy every single day yeah yeah and who's the person who never gets angry is the person who has no boundaries yeah you know it's being you know upset is sometimes a sign that you have compassion and care about your own dang self you know that you recognize that there's something that's happening that's affecting your safety or your well-being so mm-hmm. that's where the anger is coming from yeah and maybe even protecting a part of you you didn't know needed to be protected yeah or witnessed or cared about and like that's the thing that makes anger so good and so beautiful and exciting and interesting and like if we could look at it like that you know then I'm like oh like I'm kind of looking forward almost to seeing the next time I'm frustrated or the next time I'm angry because like what's lying under there yeah there's like gems and treasures and so much like to know about ourselves and and same with the horses like when I see Salem frustrated about something there of course we all have the instinct let me fix this for you but also like what is this telling me about Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. what it where is that and like is it something from the past is it something from this moment where does that line up like the same things for them and of course that's their inner journey too Mm -hmm. we can't do it all for them um nor should we but Mm -hmm. 
I I like having this conversation because it really <laughs> does make it feel a lot um, a lot more interesting and safe yeah. to have that. And for me, I know, and with horses, that's one of the things that makes us avoid these more uncomfortable emotions is the fear of where they'll go mm-hmm. because we're really comfortable with what we're like when we're happy. I know my laugh gets really loud, but like that's about <laughs> as crazy as it gets, you know, and I know the boundaries of that and the boundaries of being compassionate and being quiet or being tired. Like I feel really comfortable in all of those. Right. But if I'm angry, like, yeah, how, you know, how far can I trust that? How right. loose can I get with it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't how know. How loose can you get with it? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Next episode, Next. we scream. Charlotte punched me in the face. <laughs> Never. Oh, silly. Well, okay, so that is actually the last little line we have here yeah. on what to do with yeah those were all our ideas no we, we have one left oh we do yeah it's, great it's, it's what is get it get silly oh good let's <laughs> get silly about it thank you sorry we have um our dog's getting impatient so we're gonna wrap he's it helping up. us be silly he's helping us be silly um but yeah it gets silly so yeah. that's super helpful for me especially with the horses actually like with everything but yeah with the horses i can think of specific moments where they were doing something that was frustrating me or whatever, and then I just decided to find it funny and just mm-hmm. to, like, be a little silly about the whole situation, mm-hmm. and it always, like, felt fine. It was all fine. It felt it was great. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Like, and sometimes for me, I haven't done this with the horses yet, but I would love to if the opportunity made sense, um, is, like, <laughs> get in, uh, for anyone who's done any, like, yoga out there like get in child's pose or something and like it's pretty hard to be to not like laugh at yourself a little bit if you're like really angry in child's pose or try doing happy baby and then tell me that you're still mad like you know just um yeah I think that that's really great it's like yeah find your own thing like do something silly are you still like allow a little fun to come into it that feeling of like that feeling I was describing a second ago, like being interested. We yeah. can't be interested. We can't have that like seeking system on in ourselves if we're in a place where we're feeling like threatened and worried. And so like physically being able to laugh or like change, put yourself in a physical situation where you feel silly or talk about something silly or think about something that made you laugh really hard earlier like all those things are telling your brain and your body that like you are safe yeah absolutely yeah do a little do a little dancing exactly exactly be like i always put on this really silly silly song when i'm mad yeah or something you just (laughs) try a different thing every time i mean yeah we're not judging. No, we're not. And we all get plenty of opportunities to test out different, <laughs> different silly dances. So yes, yeah, it gets silly. we do plenty of them. Well, I feel like that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good conversation about yeah feeling good about feeling bad. Yeah, honestly, I'm like, I feel good right now, Me but too. I almost <laughs> want to feel bad. <laughs> 
Me too. Just to know. Yeah, it's I, it's good, and I, you know, it's um, it's hard to do, and it's really a sign of um, strength and a real show of character when someone's able to be reflective about negative emotions and not just either dismiss them as um, completely unwanted or unwelcome. Yeah. Or then internalize them as as character flaws, right? Like saying, well, I'm bad because of this. So, you know, it's a struggle and we all, it's a lifetime thing, but it's, you know, it's a beautiful part about being a human being and just getting to have a full range of experiences. Yeah. Remember that you're like an incredible creature on this earth and the things that you are evolved and to do and that you contain are not bad. It's there for a reason. And, yeah, if you can take one thing away, I would say normalize the quote-unquote bad emotions. They're normal and they're good. Yeah. For you, (laughs) for your horse. Yeah. (laughs) For everybody. Have fun with them. (laughs) Heart Horse is the equestrian community you've always longed for. One where we celebrate and support the unique relationships we each have with our horses. Membership starts at just $20 a month, with an option to receive our carefully curated bi-monthly Heart Horse Box. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Heart Horse Box for the latest news. Drop us a comment or a DM. We'd love to hear from you.